Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Hope you enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Fund Loans, an exception-based non-QM and jumbo wholesale lender that provides a make-sense lending experience. Get connected with Fund Loans by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Broker to Broker podcast. My name is Mark Summers. Uh, I'm a broker here in Michigan. I have my own company called Priority Mortgage Lending. Uh, but uh, one thing I'm very proud of is to be able to say that I'm the AIM president of membership here. So very, very exciting guests. Uh, you, you, we've all probably seen her. If you're on the Brokers Are Better Facebook page, she's very, very active here, but very, very positive. I'm really excited to be interviewing a mortgage broker with Heritage MTG, Paige Hernandez. Paige, thanks for joining us today. Oh, thanks for having me, Mark. No problem. So, listen, you're you're. I'm gonna say this: you're Facebook popular. You know what I mean. I always I always see your posts. I always see everything, and you're very very positive in things you do. Uh, but you know what? We want to get to know a little bit more about you. So, tell me, how did you get started in this business? Go back as far as you want. I love hearing how people get started in this business because we all come from different backgrounds, and I love it because we get to see how you use your prior experiences to be successful now. Yeah. So I actually grew up doing this. Um, my mom growing up was a real estate agent when I was really little. And then in 1993, she opened our mortgage company. And so for those of you that have grown up in a family that has a small business, you are probably very familiar with this. When summer would come, I would have the choice. I could go to summer school or I could go to work. And those were my two choices. Yep. And I didn't want to go to summer school. So I started working there. Um, I was probably like 15 or so when I started working there. And then I would do the summers. And then through college, I worked there, worked every position. And um, after college, I remember telling myself during that college that I never want to do this. <laughs> never want to work in a wow. the mortgage company. Right? My mom need my mom forced me to take the real estate classes at like 18 and I had like no interest. And she made me take the test and I like failed utterly because I didn't study anything. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Why are you forcing me? And then after college, we had a family friend that was opening up her own branch and she knew that I knew the basics. And so she asked me if I would come over for a short time and help her get set up. And I figured, okay, well, I didn't have a whole lot other things going on. So I figured, why not? Got started there and really, you know, didn't think I was going to spend that long there. I ended up being there a couple of years, learned the front end side of like origination and uh, like pre underwriting, running the DUs. And then by the end of the time that I left there, I was uh, funding loans. And then from there, I had an opportunity to go work as an account executive for Impact. Uh, when they had a, their wholesale division at the time was the number two Altay originator between wholesale and correspondent, number two Alte originator in the country, right behind Countrywide. And loved my time there. That was probably where I really learned all the basics around how loans worked. We used to secure, well, when I worked there, we securitized. And so when you do that, you can make judgment calls. So I was often being brought into loan committee and I got to like, I, I always thought I should be a lawyer. So I got to like, pretend be a lawyer with my files and show them, you know, how do you balance risk? And like, what about this one little guideline right here? You know? Um, and so I learned a ton there from there. Uh, after 2008, they went into a holding pattern. 
spent a couple more years in the industry and then got married and had kids, um, was a stay at home mom for a while. And then once my kids started to get into preschool, my youngest, I had an opportunity to start working again. And so I jumped in back on the real estate side. We also have a real estate company as a, as a family. Um, and I was doing QC work and then I was doing real estate and um, slowly made my way back to mortgage. And I don't know, I love mortgage. It makes sense to me. And just, you know, as life started to play out, this is where I spend most of my time now. And so most of the loans I do are going to be investor centric loans. I don't really play in the normal like owner ox stuff. I can, but that's not where my focus is. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I'm up to now. Okay. So Heritage MTG, when, when did you hop on board with them? Um, so my, I was, uh, 13 when my mom opened oh, the company. I'm sorry. When you got, when you got back into it after oh, you were staying home, I, I apologize. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, this is probably 2018. I want to say okay. because my, my youngest was starting going to preschool about that time. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now what's the, what's the dynamic of, of that company? I know your mom started it back then. Sorry, I wasn't very clear in my question, but I know your mom started it back then, but is it just you and your mom still? Is it just you? Do you guys have support staff? What's the dynamics yeah. look like? Yeah. So we're a pretty small, um, uh, boutique brokerage. It's all family. It'll be on the mortgage side. It's my mom, myself, my sister, my stepdad. We have a couple of other loan officers here as well. Our processor has been here since she's 18, which is like 20 something years ago. Um, and then on our real estate side, it's all, my stepbrother works on the real estate side. So it's a family run company. Um, but yeah, it's very, uh, allows for a lot of um, freedom, you know, being a smaller shop, you know, you kind of just work for yourself. Um, so yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Now with that real estate shop, I mean, I, I assume that's a pretty good lead source for you, huh? Um, no, I actually don't get very many. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually don't have a bunch of realtor partners, <laughs> to be honest with you. I just have like two. One of them is brand new. I haven't even closed a transaction with them. Um, but I don't really have uh, people that feed me business. My marketing strategy, and we'll talk about that, I think, a little bit later in the podcast. It's all really social media. I live my life on Facebook, and that's where I generate 100% of my business, which has been really um, great during this kind of a transition because I was starting to focus in investor-centric products a couple of years ago, lots of debt service, lots of fix and flip. And being online, that's going to open you up to nationwide. And so with the licensing around uh, business purpose loans that opens up. So that's a really good fit. And it's just been such a blessing because as the market started to switch in your owner, oct traditional Fannie Freddie FHA loans and rates really went up, rates went up in your non QM space too, but it didn't feel like the crunch was as hard. And then also these are business decisions. And so it's not the same, uh, didn't have the same impact as it had in our traditional lending where I felt like that got decimated real quick when we shot up from like, threes to sevens, it's like, they can't make that jump, but business purposes, um, it's still been a really great source of um, business right now, so. That's, that's awesome. Okay, so with your business, I know you spend a lot of time there. Um, so is, is this like, you, you brought up something very interesting in the in the pre, you know, uh, op of this, but you said a spiritual practice. Explain yeah. that to me. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this with you guys. Um, this is like a between like 
my spiritual practice and how I use like that mindset. I'm huge on mindset. I used to, <laughs> while I was home at having kids, I would coach women in business and I had like a whole mindset course. And so mindset work for me has been transformational. And so that for me has a spiritual background in it. And during our talk today, I'm going to probably use the word God or universe. This is not going to be a religious talk. And so if those words, that semantics doesn't line up with you, you can sub in you know, source energy, higher, higher power, intuition, love, creative force. I don't care what you want to use, what word you want to use for that energy, but it is the energy of creation and love. And so I'm going to use probably God or universe in that talk, but I spent a lot of time kind of in my downtime having kids. I was, I don't know if there's any other moms on listening to the podcast that would, that felt like this, but I felt, even though I love staying home with my kids, I felt very like I needed to run. You know, it's like I'm a racehorse. I want, I was always in um, top production. And so when you go from like having a career, then you're a stay at home mom, I felt like I was like handcuffed a lot. And so that emotionally was very difficult for me. I wanted to be out doing things and achieving things. And here I was just like the only you know, measure of success is like we live today, you know, <laughs> the kids. Right. Were. And so for me, I really had to work on my mindset during that time. And so that led me to um, things like manifestation, law of attraction, and just these spiritual beliefs that shifted how I experienced life and shifted how life showed up for me. So some of the foundational um, belief systems that I have is really abundance mindset this is the, the idea that there is enough business for everybody all the time, which is very different than a scarcity mindset because, you know, we often can use fear and scarcity in, we hear it all the time. All you have to do is turn on the news and you're surrounded by it. It's highly effective, but it doesn't really function for us. And so abundance mindset, that is something I've really grounded into over the years. Um, also, one of the things that I love to... Um, work with is the idea that what is meant for me, nobody can take away. Like what is divinely mine, nobody can take. And this really helps out. Oh God, if you, I'm sure if you do any production, you've had that experience of like a friend or a family member, somebody you've been like, even maybe helping along the way chooses somebody else to work with. And that can be like devastating. And then I have to go back to the place of, Hey, you know what? Nobody can take away what is divinely mine. And even to double down on that, that thought is if they were, if, if they were divine, if they weren't uh, minds meant to be with, like they taking them away is a blessing for me. And that clears up the space for the right client to work with me. And my belief is any one client that I'm not supposed to be working with, that's not going to create the right energy in my life and in my business to attract the right client to me. So it's a blessing when that happens. I know I don't feel like that, but trust me, you double down on that. And then I, you know, I believe that for every one taken away, I'm going to get more in return. I'm going to get two in return. And so that belief system functions because our belief system and our mindset are choices that we make. At first, they seem like they're unconscious choices, but the more that we work on it, they become conscious. And then you can literally, as that thought comes, and it sounds like, God, I was working with that client for so long and somebody else took them, you know, and you like, want to cut off friendships for it. It's like, no, bless and release that. 
and really dig into for every one taken away, multiple are going to come my way. And when you have that gratitude and that um, positive mindset, that becomes a vacuum to like attract what you want in your life. And so along that is like the law of attraction and manifestation. Um, I really have a strong faith and trust in God and in the universe that everything is playing out in my favor. Everything, even when it doesn't feel good, that is leading me to the next client. It is all playing out in my favor. And so I combine those two things with gratitude. Gratitude is like the super attractor. That is what makes everything work. I am so, so just even like this opportunity today, Mark, like the opportunities that AIM has brought into my life, I'm so grateful for. And the more that I stay in that gratitude, the more I attract my way. And so those are some of the spiritual beliefs that I have that lay that foundation of how I build my business. And so hopefully that's helpful. You know, it's very, very helpful. I, I, I personally uh, get into that stuff. Um, when I say stuff, you know, like the abundance mindset and things like that manifestation, because I think it's important, you know, like, it's just, it's like the law of attraction. And, uh, you know, we, we have the ability and, you know, we even see this in our brokers or better Facebook page, you know, we have the ability to turn negative because it's easy to turn negative so fast. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And, and you're right. I mean, like literally today I was looking and, you know, God bless these souls, but you know, some of them are like, I just lost a deal, you know, for, with a very good friend, you know, and it's really hard. And it's like, you just want to, I reached out to them on the side. I was like, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be more, there's going to be more. Mm -hmm. um, you, you have these people, you know, in the page that, you know, it's just easy to sometimes turn negative. So we're trying to change that. We're doing a very good job. And overall it's a very good job, but it's just like, it's one of those things where even our business and how we do things and how we close loans. Let's say we close a hundred loans, maybe two of them go bad. For some reason, we seem to focus on those two bad instead of the 98 other that we did perfectly and got families into their new dream homes, all that good stuff. And it's important for us for a good mindset, uh, just to be healthy with your mind and to take it back and say, you know, I'm doing a good thing right now. Yeah, for I like I I can like go on forever with this topic and law of attraction. So if you're new to like this and you're like this is really woo woo, I don't know about this whole law of attraction manifestation thing. So in the Bible, if you're religious, there are you know seek and you shall find, ask and it shall be given. So these are it's in the Bible. It's in every religion. It's in spirituality. We call it manifestation or law of attraction. But it's also science backed and it's called the reticular activating system. And it's the concept that at any given time, there's just so much data going on around us that your brain can't take everything in. So you're going to have a filter that you filter life through. And whatever that filter is set to, that is what you're going to pull more in. OK, so it's like I'm sure you I'm sure a lot of you have heard about this. You know, it's like you go to buy a car and you're going to buy a red truck and then like the next day, all you see is like red trucks everywhere. And you're like, why am I seeing red trucks everywhere? It's not that less existed the day before. It's just that your filter has changed. And so that's a, once you understand that, that is a powerful tool to have in your arsenal of knowing that that I focus on, I attract. So I use in my business, I'm sure we'll talk about this some more, but 
um, I do a lot of debt service loans. And so I use, I only use Facebook. Like, I mean, I post to Instagram, but it pushes through to Facebook. Um, but I'll get online and I'll live stream and I educate. And so I'll go to both Instagram and Facebook. And I was doing a bank statement loan. And I thought, you know what? Let me get online and tell people about this bank statement loan. So I get online. I do a whole thing about bank statement loans. And I get off of it. And I'm like, ooh, that didn't feel good. And I'm like, I really hate bank statement loans. And I'm like, why am I sharing <laughs> about bank statement loans if I don't want to do bank statement loans. Like I will do them because I will take your money. Money is green. And so I'll do the bank statement loan, but that's not what I want to attract. And so I went back to my social media and I like deleted it. And I'm like, what do I want? I want debt service. Great. That is what we're teaching on. We are teaching on debt service because I want to attract more debt service it loans into my business. And so what you focus on a lot of times, like you're saying the two that we're missing, flip it. You can flip that. If you are in production, the more production you do, the more loans you're going to lose. <laughs> it is the nature right. of the business. And so when you can look at it that way and think, okay, I need to lose more loans, right? Because if I lose more loans, that means I'm doing more loans. Then that's a more powerful mindset that's going to function better for you than just focusing on those two. Absolutely. That's, that's perfect. You know, and we don't talk about these things a ton. Usually when I do these podcasts, more like what's your system, what's going on, but this is important right now. You know what I mean? That I, I think that people have to get the right mindset. Yeah, it's been tough, but I'm telling you just stick in there and everything is going to be fine. Your system doesn't matter if you don't have the right mindset. Yep. It does not matter if you don't have the right mindset. I love it. Now, one thing that uh, actually, I think it might've been the first time you and I actually ever spoke, um, which is, it was good. It was fine. It's, it's uh Control versus influence. To you, what's the difference? Yes. Okay, I love this talk. I love this talk. Okay, so in leadership, we have, and this is something that was taught to me a really long time ago. The reason why I know this is like, and for me, this is how I learn everything, is I do everything one way, and I usually do it. I don't want to say quote unquote wrong, but I learn really through experience. And it was taught to me one time that you know, leadership is on this spectrum of we have leadership via control. That's very familiar to people. It's going to show up very common in like parent child and hierarchical relationships. My way is the highway. You do as I say. Um, it's very powerful. It often uses things like it's positional hierarchical corporate works like this. It's often going to use fear, fear of loss, scarcity mindset to uh, lead people. And so fear of loss was like, I was the best fear of losser on the planet previous to learning this and working on myself. So the idea behind fear of loss, this is done in pretty much all sales, is that people are mo more motivated by what they have to lose than what they have to gain. And so if I know your pain points and I just hit them enough, I can get you to do whatever I want because we move from pain. And so that's when we're using fear and scarcity mindset, that is a control, uh, influence via our uh, leadership via control. Then on the other side, we have leadership via influence. Now, this one is a little bit harder to master because this is about empowering people and inspiring them to take action, which is mm -hmm. very, it's a harder skill to attain, right? It's real easy for me to hit your pain point or use scarcity because that, and it's not that one is bad and good. And we kind of blend them all. Um, the reason why I think we default to the leadership via control is because it works really well. 
and influence is a little bit harder of a skill to attain. And so we're going to talk about this. This is going to be a great talk because Mark and I were talking about there's a constant conversation around this UWM rocket thing. And I'm going to show you guys how the different leadership styles can show up differently. So leadership via control. Why don't we use quote unquote rocket, right? Because they are taking realtors and they are making them into loan officers. They've taken all your vendor partners, all of your lead sources, uh, your insurance agent. They're going to take all your business. That is a fear and scarcity mindset, right? And so if I am, I'm a fear scarcity person, I don't know about abundance yet. It's going to be highly effective on me. Here's the deal. If you're abundance mindset, this is what you know. There's always enough business. My feeling is you can make everybody on the planet a loan officer. I'm still going to win, right? Because there's enough business. Also, I will tell you this is that while I love what I do, I am so eternally grateful. It has provided an incredible life for me and my family and the amount of freedom that I have. I like love it. But let's be honest, you have to like there, there's a certain breed of person <laughs> that does this business. Like, I don't know what it is. You have to be able to perform really well under stress. Not everybody can do that. You have to almost somewhat be like a glutton for punishment because this business is pretty difficult. Like it takes a while to figure it out. And my feeling is this, if you can be successful here, you deserve to be here. I don't care how you got to the channel, but if you can figure this thing out and like weather that storm and take on the amount of pressure and stress that we deal with on a day-to-day, -day, yes, we make a great income, but it's hard. It can be hard, right? I love it. Like I think to myself sometimes, like, could I go out and get a regular job? I know I'd be so bored. <laughs> like, right. I can't do it. like there's certain amount of us that just thrive in this, even though it's a little crazy, maybe toxic. I don't know, but we thrive on it. And so that's why that method doesn't scare me. I'm like, okay, make everybody an LO. I don't care. The same thing with uh, their telemarketing your customers, which is kind of like not the best business practice. I got it. There are a lot of other companies do, that do that, but I'm going to ground in my belief around abundance and the fact that you can't take anything that is rightfully mine. And if you take my client, that wasn't my client. And what every client that goes to more are coming my way. So I use my mindset around that. And so when leadership via control and fear and scarcity mindset shows up, I can't follow it because it doesn't match up with my foundational belief system. And so that is the deficiency or the challenge around using that kind of leadership is people only follow you as far as they believe in that same mindset. The minute you flip over to abundance, like me, I'm like, I'm out, I'm out. The leadership via influence for me, I actually send all my business to you, not all of it, but whatever fits their bucket, they're my go-to, they're my number one. You wanna know why? Because they empower me to do my job at my best. Like they get my stuff because they got blink. Uh, you guys, I use Calyx Point. Oh, <laughs> Calyx Point. I, I did too. I have like I don't have a website. I don't have a CRM. So UWM, thank you, thank you for helping me do my job. Mm -hmm. They allow me to disclose my file, do my CD, draw my docs. I don't have to wait on anybody, and that fits my business model. It might not fit somebody else's business model, but they empower me in my business, and so. I'll, you, yes, I will follow you to the end of the earth because you empower me to do my business. Um, and so that's 
that's how that can show up a little bit differently. This uh, leadership via control versus leadership via influence. Look at that. You wrapped it all together. I absolutely love it. That's good stuff. It, it is, you know, and people, people tick a little bit differently, but I, I like, I like where your mindset is. I mean, and, and it's, it's a mindset that I think some of us really need to shift more towards. So, all right. So you brought up Facebook like three or four times now. And I, and I know anyone listening to this podcast sat probably a sitting here going, okay, she doesn't have any realtor partners really. And she's doing everything on Facebook. What's, what's the catch? So you got to tell me, what are you doing yeah. there on Facebook? What's your niche besides, yeah. besides your debt service loans, but like, what yeah. do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I like, I love Facebook. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, you know, it's so funny. Like I would have friends like, you're always on your phone. I'm like, my phone makes me a lot of money. You're all my husband. You're always on Facebook. Oh, she's probably scrolling through Facebook. And I'm like, that thing makes me so much money. I love it. I love it. What I do on Facebook is number one, Facebook's really about connecting with people. What I love about social media, for me, it's a Facebook thing. I think I can build a relationship a little bit better. For some people, it's Instagram. If you're aesthetically like gifted, maybe Instagram's your thing or TikTok. Haven't figured out the TikTok thing because to make like a one minute video, it takes me an hour and I'm like, I'm out. But on Facebook, what I love about it is I can really easily build that no like trust factor by showing up. It's like an automatic drip, drip campaign. I don't even have to do anything. You get, if people are, if you're interacting with people, you're in their algorithm and they're in yours. And so I just educate a lot on Facebook and talk to people and share just what I'm doing. And I'm a part of um, different Facebook groups that revolve around things I'm interested in as far as it goes to lending and real estate. So my husband and I, a couple of years ago, bought a um, vacation house in Georgia. We have family out there. And so we short-term rented. And so just sharing that experience on Facebook, right? And then I'm in short-term rental groups and real estate investment groups. This is a secret I don't really give away ever. I was a little like, am I going to tell people what I do? <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Please tell don't us. Don't be coming into my Facebook groups doing this thing. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you what I do. It works like a charm. So you're showing up on social media. I will tell you this. Please do not look at your likes or your whatever. The feedback you get, you have to get really good with like showing up and nobody responding because that's what it feels like a lot. You're like, nobody's getting my message. Don't worry. People are watching. It's not saying anything. You just keep showing up in that good energy and just trust that results happen by you taking action and so i go on these facebook groups and then somebody will post like you know something about a loan and what i will do is i will of course get in and put like hey i can help you but then i take that same post and i will send that out to clients that i have in that group and i'm like hey do me a favor can you comment on here and of course you're like oh yeah hands down you have to use Paige. she's amazing she helped me with my blah 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 and so that's the concept of social proof. That is so powerful. That is like when you go to a post and you got five people of the 20 that are like commenting on random stuff, it's five. You have to use page. You have to use page. You have to use page. Okay. Right. And what's great about that too, it's not just the one poster. It's everybody else in that group is looking at it. Right. And so mm -hmm. people start reaching out. It's very, very, very powerful. It's how <laughs> I, without a website, 
our website as a company, you're going to die. This We are so Mickey Mouse over here. It's amazing. But our website came down. I don't know if we went to, brought it down for like a rebrand or we were changing something, but it came down many years ago and just never went back up. For those of you that are just like smaller businesses, it's like triage. You just do what is like the most important. And so making money was the most important. And we're always like this. We need a website. We do. But you know what? We're fine without when we've been making money. Right, <laughs> I'm right. Using looks point like are you kidding me it's like the most archaic of archaic and i don't have a crm i'm actually really surprised when people come back to me after i've quoted them and they're like hey i have a contract and i'm like okay let's go um so that's what i use on facebook i'm telling you that social proof is so important also you know it's really that no like and trust factor and for you um i think we're going to talk about this next carving yourself out as an expert Oh, perfect. I love this. So put your face on a flyer, not an informational flyer, but like put your, put a quote in your face and keep putting your face on stuff because people look at that. They don't even know what you're doing. And they're like, wow. Oh my God. Look at her. She's really doing it. Her name is on a flyer. There's a quote with her name. There's whatever with her face. And so do that. Also, um, a way that you can do that without feeling like pushy or weird is um, I, I'm going to do one coming up because I'm going to be a panelist on a so on a short-term rental uh, summit coming up in Austin. Um, if any of you guys are interested, let me know. It's September, I think, 9th through 11th in Austin. And so my name's on a flyer, right? I'm a panelist. That cuts me out as an expert. But if you're not there to have people ask you to speak, you can still do this. I'm going to do this coming up in, you know, July, August. So I will create a live stream summit online on Facebook. I'm putting my face on a flyer with my guest on a flyer. If you're brand new, you don't even know what to, you don't even have to know what to talk about. But because you're interviewing somebody else, you look like you know what you're talking about. So grab another realtor in your area and say, hey, let's do a live stream. Maybe it's an inspector. Maybe it's, you could just do it with businesses in your area. And just, you know, a live stream, you interviewing somebody is going to give you automatic credibility. People are going to say your face on a flyer gives you automatic credibility. You've already built that trust factor. So now they know you. Now they like you. Do they trust you? That's how you build the trust factor online. Love it. Look at you. You're online. You don't even have a website. And this this brings it up, uh, you know, a good point of what we talk about all the time. I'll never forget the first speech I ever gave for AIM was talking about the association itself and how, to me, independence means creativity. You know what I mean? So you're being very creative with your business model and everyone else, there's not, everyone else can do the same thing in terms of being creative with their own business model. It doesn't have to be this carved out thing that this is the only way you can be successful. And you're, yeah. you're obviously you're proving that. Yeah. And you don't like a lot of times people would be like, oh, like we use things as our excuses why we're not doing something. So I don't have a CRM. That's why I don't have the business. I want, oh, I need a CRM. When I get, when I get the CRM, then I'll blah, blah, blah. That's not how you don't need any of that stuff. Like you don't need a website. You just need to put some action in action with the right mindset like those two things action right mindset throw some gratitude in that mix i'm telling you it's magic i love it i love it well Paige, listen i have taken up a lot of your time today already um i really appreciate it and, and i know 
and I'm going to speak for Paige on this one. She's that type of person that if, if she hit on a point today and you're listening and you're like, I want to get deeper into it, give Paige a call. Actually, probably just message her on Facebook because she's always going to be there. <laughs> and, and and this is the beautiful thing about our community is she's she's one she's one of the best ones out there that, you know, and when we say this, we mean it. If you need anything, reach out to any of us. And Paige, obviously, you're I know that's that you you would speak the same way. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm so grateful for AIM. Like the connections I've grown this year have just that has been the biggest benefit. So thank you so much for having me. I really, really, really appreciate it. Paige, you, you, you crushed it today. You did great. I feel much more energetic right now, like getting my mindset while you're talking. But no, thank you for joining us today. And brokers, if you want to get caught up on all of our past podcast episodes, please head over to aimgroup.com backslash broker to broker. Uh, you can also listen to all of our broker to broker podcast episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can download podcasts. Podcast, excuse me. Please rate our podcast, leave a review. It helps us get the podcast out there and spread the words that brokers are better. Paige, you're one of them. And I once again, I appreciate your time today. Thank you. Attention brokers, step up to the plate and knock it out of the park at the largest annual gathering of independent mortgage professionals in the country, AIM's sixth annual Fuse National Conference. Katie Sweeney, Matt Ishbia, Renee Rodriguez, Dale Vermillion, and Todd Duncan round out an all-star lineup of mortgage masters. Network with thousands of MVP wholesale mortgage professionals and the industry's top brass lenders and vendors. Gear up your team and your business with electrifying keynote speakers, hands-on summit sessions, major mortgage news, and historic announcements. Get the lowest price of the season and save $200. Get your tickets at aimgroup.com backslash events. That is aimgroup.com backslash events.